welcome in to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. This is an ongoing series, Letters from You, the Audience. Now, some of you uh, that may, this may be your only Rick and Bubba experience. You found this podcast, or you're one of these people that uh, consume podcasts. If you find one, you'll try it. We welcome you, uh, but uh, and you can certainly start sending us letters, uh, Rick at rickandbubba.com, Bubba at uh, rickandbubba.com, or you know, our producer Speedy at rickandbubba.com. But most of these letters today, they, they come to us via the audience of the weekly show. Bubba and I do a, uh, a show that is seen and heard uh, Monday through Friday uh, from uh, 6 a.m. Central Time to 10 o'clock uh, Central Time. If you ever want to join us there, you can go to rickandbubba.com. Uh, but Bubba, I, I enjoy this. This is our, our third installment because there, a lot of times when people are trying to call the show or uh, emailing on a daily basis, it kind of gets uh, uh, lost or it's hard to get in. And, and this is a way for us to answer some of the questions that we may not have even known the audience wanted to ask. So, <laughs> so we'll unpack those. You, you would think that uh, people could get through on the phone yeah. and, and whatever. And a lot of times... Maybe the questions don't fit into the flow of the show, what we're doing, whatever. A lot of times they do. So we do cover some of them on the show, but I think this is a more direct and unique way that we can uh, interact with people on some of these more detailed topics. Yeah, so so we'll get started. Uh, letter number, number one uh, comes from Sean. Now, some of these, and I, I'm this way, if there's something that I watch or I'm interested in, I love anything behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, the fact that our show is on radio stations, it's on a tune-in app, you can stream it, you can see it on YouTube, there are things that people can actually see that are going on in the studio, which... Um, is a pretty cool experience if you've never done that. So uh, here's what Sean out of uh, looks like Ormond Beach, Florida, says when Rick is saying a list of things such as today when he was listing how he would change the baseball schedule, he appears to be writing down what he is saying. Does he actually write anything down or is he just scribbling? Uh, well, let me tell you, as uh, Bubba and I have been aging a little bit, I have found that taking notes uh, is really, really important. And so what you see of me scribbling uh, when we are doing the show, uh, Bubba has been doing this for a while, I've, I've really just started doing this, is I have found like something like that list about changing baseball, that if I write down the so things... you're going to bring that up again. Well, I'm huh? sorry. Uh, didn't, I hope that the baseball boat is not on this week, week's <laughs> edition of, of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. <laughs> How bizarre. But I was writing down you know, the things I was saying as to not go back and repeat them to also say these are the these are the main thoughts I want to make. And then a lot of the scribbling that you see, I have live commercials in front of me like we'll have in this podcast today, and I'm crossing through them so I don't go back and repeat them. I'm also underlining things that they say are important in the commercial. And then Adler, uh, our TV producer, is, when I say TV, I mean the YouTube, the, the viewing experience, he gives us a list of video clips that we have and as we are using those, I'm also crossing those out. So it's a little bit of everything, but uh, am I just doodling? No, I am doing it for a purpose. Yeah, and I, and I get asked about this a lot too, Rick, about what we're writing down. I actually have three pieces of paper that I look at. I have notes that I made. I have notes and stories that Speedy made for us as producer of the show. And then I have a list of video clips that Adler has prepared. Yeah. And, you know, you kind of work through those. And, like, I, I, I started at one time to have a form to do this, and I did it one time. It got too hard to keep up with. But I'll just go through, and I liked it for today's show. I had one, two, three, four, 
five, six, seven things I wanted to talk about. I put a little circle by them. I X them out as we talk about them. And then on the right side of the paper are things I'm going to do after the show that I might just think of during the show. Yeah. But if I don't write it down, I won't remember. There you go. So I put it over on the other side, like one I had here to ask you about the playing cards. Okay. You know, it's yeah. right there on the list. Right. So, yeah. You know, and I got I, tires. I got to get some new tires for the truck. Okay. I got a nail in there one of them. So, you know, you got all that, and that's kind of how we stay organized here. So, uh, yeah, so we are not scribbling just to doodle. Yeah. There, there is a, a, a method to the madness. Yeah. To the yeah. Sometimes I can't read what I wrote down, so right. technically it would be a doodle, but right. it didn't. It, the intent was not to doodle. Right. Rick, uh, here's one uh, that, uh, you know what's funny? I got that same thing in my stack about, is Rick really writing anything down? I yeah. Thought, yeah. I thought, wow, that sounds familiar. Yeah, he sent, uh, but okay. Speedy basically laid out, all, well, you and I have the exact same stack. We're just going through, <laughs> yeah. Uh, here is a question from Nathan Johnson okay. and his question is Bubba. Uh, I know Bubba has spoke about, uh, uh, once a year ago or so people who he wanted to interview or talk about or meet, but who has Rick and Bubba have on their bucket list of people they want to interview. Right. And I got to think about it. A lot of them I wanted to meet or interview have now been deceased. Right. Um, Billy Graham was one of them. Never got a chance to meet him. Charles Stanley. Uh, Rush. Wanted to meet Rush. We got close. Met his brother. Uh, never met him. But uh, currently, uh, I would say probably the number one person on my list would be Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yeah. Because we, I, I'd like to talk to him about a whole bunch of things. Not the most captivating interview as far as his personality, but the but what we could glean from him and what he would talk about would be very very deep. I, I think we would have a great interview if we got to interview him like he does uh, one of the podcasts called Everyday Astronaut, where they just walk around Starbase, Texas, yes. and talk about things. Yes. But I would like to talk about other things too. He's, uh, I think he's a very smart, unique guy. I may not agree with him on every. Everything, right? But uh, I think his uh, the way he looks at things and the way he processes things and his engineering prowess is uh, is very interesting. I'd love to talk to him about that. I would like to talk to Denzel Washington. Yeah, he's a good. I one. mean, I'm serious. Yeah. I, I I would love to have Denzel Washington on the program. I think some of the things that he says. Of course, I like him as an actor too. But I, I watched him even the other day talking about that there was a time when when people would concentrate. Um, he was talking about how social media has impacted our life, and it was very profound. And he said, there was a time that all you were concerned about is that you were carrying yourself in a way that you might be hoping that this one individual human being that you were interacting with would like you, right. or you're trying to mm -hmm. you know, make a connection with them. He said, and now we have a generation of people that are trying to get 16 million people they don't even know to like them. And talking about how that has destroyed people's psyche and uh, and has made life difficult. So I would think Denzel Washington, Elon Musk, you're right that some people have already gone on in that we would have loved to have interviewed, so there's nothing we can do about that. Um, I think I would also in, enjoy interviewing John MacArthur. I think yep. that that would be a fascinating interview mm -hmm. if we could just get him to tell us how he really feels. Right, right. You know, and so so that that's some people I think that would be on the bucket list. Rick, uh, an, another, or is it your turn? Well, for a it doesn't matter. We can, we can, we can uh, continue. Here, here's a quick one, and then I'll let you take another mm -hmm. one. Sure. This comes from Leslie Monk. Mm -hmm. She said, "Did Rick and Bubba ever successfully record the Farm Flesh Flowers <laughs> radio ad?" <coughs> you, we didn't even get it right trying to read her email. Farm Fresh Flowers <laughs> yes. radio ad. Right. That bit always cracks me up. 
It was probably in the late 90s. Uh, Leslie, no. We no. just had to cancel that client uh, until they changed their name. Uh, we had never been so happy to see 1-800-Flowers-Replace-Farm-Fresh-Flowers. Yeah, oh, oh, goodness. Uh, but there, that, there's words that I just cannot say. Right. And I've identified a few of them, and I've tried to work on them to get better at saying them. Yeah. Uh, but there's still some words that are, and for instance, uh, Deuteronomy. Yes. I can say that now. I used to yeah. say that. Right. Architectural review. I right. can say that. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, Mahmoud Adinajad. I could say it now. Now, I used to, I couldn't say any of those. Right. Um, apparently, farm flesh. <laughs> Farm fresh flowers is one of them. Yeah. We'll never have them as a client. It'll never happen. There's a few yeah. words I just right. cannot say. I know yeah. you, you struggle oh, with yeah. reward. Yeah, yeah. I've never said Toyota real clear. No, I don't know why no, I make no. that difficult. Well, and I know, I think that we are responsible for the podcast boom. I really do. Yeah. Because I think we gave everybody hope that you could do a show yeah. uh, and you could get on and talk in a microphone and people would listen. We are actually, we've been at this a long time, 30 years, uh, just the two of us as a team. Now, we were even in radio years before that. Uh, and and we don't really speak that well. And, and we understand that. And I think we give everybody hope that they too could be part of this. So, <laughs> But that's what we're doing, building up hope for those who cannot speak. Well, and and I will say that, unfortunately, Leslie, uh, the answer to your question is no. We we were never able to successfully uh, say that client uh, correctly. (laughs) Uh, So uh, here's here's another one. uh, And this is we we get this uh, from time to time. People asking on opinions because we're, we're pretty open about our faith. Uh, and, and we are followers of Christ, says, what's your opinion on Christians watching R-rated movies? Oh, yeah. uh, rated R is typically for nudity, language, and violence. Derek, it is typically, but not always. So you have to be really careful with drawing a line, a legalistic line, I would say, yeah. saying if it's rated R, I'm not going to watch it. And I will say that uh, one of the best books on this kind of stuff that I have read is a book called Chasing Elephants. And I'm trying to remember the author's name, um, and it's Brent. Well, I can't. I can't think of his name. But but anyway, it's it's called Chasing Elephants, uh, and it, it deals with these somewhat gray areas of walking out our faith. And and the thing that uh, Brent Crow. That's it, Brent Crow. Brent Crow. I'm shocked. Chasing you pull that up. Chasing Elephants. That's good. So so let me tell you what's great about this book is what he's saying is, and I've kind of applied this because I thought it was great advice from a a fellow follower of Christ. He says, you're looking for the movie, even if it has an R rating, see, if you draw a legalistic line, then you don't watch The Passion of the Christ because it's rated R for the violence in it and the the blood and the gore. But that's what the the crucifixion was. Uh, You also would be done with, like, Saving Private Ryan or uh, We Were Soldiers. And and what he was saying is, does the movie – have any redeeming quality. Now, if I'm watching something that is basically porn, uh, it, it has foul language and just violence for the for the reason of violence, that just blood and gore, but there's nothing redeeming. There's no redeeming message. The people have no redeeming qualities to them. See, when I think about Saving Private Ryan, and I've even seen people, seen people use this in a message. Now, that is rated R, and it does have some rough language in it and certainly some difficult things to see visually, but not sex and, and, and porn or anything like that. But when that, when that man is standing there at his tombstone and he knows the people that gave their lives for him, and he looks to his family and says, have I lived a life that was worthy of their sacrifice? 
come on, man. I mean, that that's that's uh-huh. a you, you talk about giving up yourself for other people, and and of course the whole allies, what they did for the world, and uh, so does it have any redeeming quality? So I'd be careful to draw a hard line saying if it has an R rating, then legalistically I'm not going to watch it. Uh, I would say uh, do some more research and uh, and and realize there are some things that may be rated R that have a redeeming uh, message that uh, that might be beneficial. And we know as Christians, as you said, we have some that are do's and don'ts. They're Correct. very clear. Yeah, we have uh, uh, precepts that are more of a concept of things we need to to look at. But we have a lot of freedom. And in that freedom, while we have the freedom, not all of it is good for us, as Paul said. As Paul said, yeah. Uh, but I think, too, uh, like you said, it's very hard to draw a line, a legalistic line on a lot of this. Uh, and we deal with this on the show, too. There are many Christians that have different levels of sensitivity on different things. And I think you have to kind of know what your level is on that or where you're wanting to be or maybe where you want to get out of to go i don't i think you could you could probably watch something and it and it be okay for you and it might not be okay for somebody else you kind of got to make that on your your own choice on that even though we're all allowed to do that yeah as paul said there's many things that are permissible but it doesn't mean they're beneficial uh we'll be back more of the rick and bubba university podcast continuing right after this This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Tommy John. We love Tommy John. Come on with the Tommy John. And we don't mean the surgery. Uh Uh-uh. We're talking about the the most comfortable underwear that you have ever worn. Uh, And you know what? Uh, When you start thinking about, here we go, we're getting into that time of year, you start thinking about what can we do for people where the holidays are approaching. When you give Tommy John, your loved ones are much more comfortable and they can do everything better. Uh, this, this, uh, This softness season, why not give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, and go ahead and take care of yourself too. Uh, new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. These are great ideas. Over 20 million pairs sold, thousands of five-star reviews, giving Tommy John is a wonderful holiday tradition. And did you know that 97% of women and men love getting the gift of Tommy John? Uh, and we love them. Uh, the, the way they fit is, is superior to anything else that's out there. Uh, so shop TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba right now and go ahead and start checking off that gift list and get 20% off the first order. That is TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba. Save 20% for a limited time. TommyJohn.com slash Rick Bubba. See site for all the details. All right, so Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, we are continuing uh, with uh, letters from the audience. I, I love letters from the audience. It's one of my favorite uh, uh, series on the podcast, and we're continuing uh, with your letters. And, Bob, you got the next one. Rick, this kind of follows up on something I mentioned earlier. It says, uh, this is from Keith Davis. says, got a quick question. Who is ch- in charge of producing the Rick and Bubba show on a daily basis that makes it, it, is this, the, it, makes it the success it is today? Well, I, I mentioned that earlier. Speedy is technically the producer. 
He brings a lot of stories to the table. Adler does a lot of work in advance, getting uh, video clips ready to go. But everybody on the show is a producer to some level because everybody brings in their own stories, their own things that are happening. And, uh, you know, it all kind of goes into a, a big mixing bowl, and then you, you get what you get. So, yeah, uh, so so picture this, kind of give you a behind the scenes. So when we come in to do the show, we're sitting down and, and picture a chart, Okay. So what we're looking at, and, and I'm just going to start with the part of the show that you and I are on. Right. Same thing would apply to the, the kickoff hour, too. But I'm going to say the four hours that we're all together, okay? So we come in and, and picture a clock in your mind. So what you're picturing in your mind is each hour, there's going to be four 10-minute, sometimes it's 11 minutes, sometimes it's nine, but, but uh, picture a 10-minute segment. There's going to be four of those uh, every hour. So for the, the four hours that we're all together every day, you're looking at 16 segments that need to be filled. And, and what Bubba is telling you is that we come in and one of the things that might fill that segment are all the new stories that head producer Speedy has downloaded, looked at, laid out for us to consider. And you can, you'll look and you'll go, well, here's the sports stories. Here's the news stories. Here's the wacky world, crazy stuff stories. And then... Uh, so you look at the segments and go, all right, we'll put this. We'll fill some of those. Now we don't do this for the whole show. We actually do it as the show goes. And then Bubba, even though Speedy may have had nothing to do with this, or Adler may have had nothing to do with this, because Adler then lays out for us a sheet of video clips that may match one of the stories or may be a story on their own. So they're a consideration for these segments. But Bubba, or Rick, or Greg, or Speedy, or Helms, or Adler may just look at the team and go, hey, next segment, I got a story. Yep. And so uh, so we'd come out, and that person would do that story, and then we would interact with them. But to get our first reaction, they won't tell us what the story's about. They'll just say, well, what? it's something out of our personal lives. So when you're looking at the show, you're seeing there'll be segments that are news stories, there'll be segments that are sports stories, segments that are just crazy, wacky stories, segments that are video clips that we'll comment on and watch. And, and if you can watch with us, you'll see them. Or if you're listening, we'll tell you about it. And then it might be personal stories out of our life. It may be... Uh, an update for you know uh, a trip that somebody went on that that may have a spiritual component to it, uh, maybe something from the Bible study. So that's kind of how it feels. Uh, you know, Speedy lays out stories, Adler lays out video clips, and then we all as individuals can be ready to say, "Hey, this next segment, I got a story." And that's really the way it runs. And if you want to know everybody on the team's kind of role, you you see Speedy is the overall producer. Adler handles the YouTube and everything involved with that, the live show, the archives, the the videos for consideration, uh, making sure Blaze gets their uh, best of hour every day, making sure our clients uh, get recordings of uh, of their live spots that are on across all the platforms, and that's that's his world in there. It's content, video, all that's there, and then Greg makes sure that all the commercials are cut every day. Uh, Greg's going to sit here and, and he's he's working with being sure that the commercials are loaded and they're ready to go. He's making sure those commercials get recorded and get put in the system. Uh, he's making sure they're all logged. Uh, and, and then Speedy will also come in and say, here's things that the affiliates, because they deal with him, the producer, need you guys to cut in, in the in the closed circuit feed today. And then Helmsy kind of oversees making sure the website is updated, making sure the upcoming events is on the website, making sure that all of our servers are operational, making sure all of our IT needs are operational. And then he also deals with Blaze TV because that would fall into that making sure any commercials that they have that need to be recorded or need to be done in this podcast 
are there and ready to go. So that's kind of everybody's responsibility. And then you have mindless talent, Rick and Bubba, and we sit down and they throw all this at us and we try to make it work. That's really it, isn't it? I think so. Yep. Uh, Rick, another one here from Philip. Uh, wow, this last name, Girdlestone. Okay. Uh, Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that, Philip. Have you guys ever had a caller call in and he or she needed help, and you talk them, uh, talk to them live and save them or help talk them down from a serious problem? Note: Listening to all of you guys saved me several times over the years. Your group has always been there and done wonders in my life for 30 years. Thank you. God is great. Uh, Philip, now we haven't talked to anybody off the ledge. It's about the jump or anything like that that I recall, Rick. Uh, We have from time to time have somebody call in that had a more serious problem or was uh, getting emotional about something. Most of the time we try to set up an email uh, or a call post-show with them because there's only so much you can do on a live show. Yeah, I think we've probably gotten people medical help, I think, maybe, or help find people. And Speedy in his personal life, of course, has helped many. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's a whole different show. And, you know, warn people about something and that that helped them out. And as you said, now I can give you, praise God for this, I can give you multiple, multiple circumstances where people's eternity, um, now I don't know the sincerity of there, but uh, there's been multiple conversations through email, uh, as we said, get people on hold in the break and talk to them then do a follow-up after where people have, have come to faith in Christ. Uh, and, and, and I will say even when you, Bubba, and the, and the guys, when I was away, when uh, my son uh, went to heaven, uh, the days that y'all were on the air, there were people pulling off on the side of the road uh, that were giving their life to Christ and repenting uh, as the show was rolling. So, uh, so on the eternal side, there's quite a bit of it. And on the physical side, there's been some of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so let's, uh, let's hit one more before we go to break. Uh, this is from, uh, from Kalen. I was wondering why on the tune in app, they no longer play best of bits, but rather just repeat full shows. Thank you. Well, this is an arrangement, you know, tune in provides that service to you guys at, at you, you can do no charge and hear the commercials they play. And then also hear, of course, what we, we play on the show as well. Or you can go to, I think you can buy your way out of the commercials they play on a subscription. But the bottom line is this, that the best of uh, CDs, obviously we have those on CDs on all the different streaming services out there that you can go and get. But they did not provide a way for us to, once the live show was over, to be able to drop in more advertising uh, and for them to be able to monetize those, there, there was really no way to monetize those. And so uh, when they when the tune in came to us and said that they would prefer just to do the full archives of the daily shows and have I don't know four or five of them there them at a time, and then they roll over as they kind of date out because there's the natural commercial breaks already in that, and they're able to drop in those sponsorships. Uh, and with the best of bits, that was not possible. So it, it really was a, a business decision with a partner that uh, that we interact with. Uh, we'll come back. More of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, Letters from the Audience, continues right after this. All right, so Bubba, we know that some people, if they have a bad habit, they just, hey, look, they, they, they go cold turkey, baby. I ain't doing this anymore, and that works. But a lot of times that is not going to be very effective because it's, it's, it's extremely difficult. So I want to you know with, uh, join the guys and introduce, me, introduce you to a great product called Fume. Now, it's spelled F-U-M, but they pronounce it Fume, okay? Uh, but here's, here's what this is. This is a great product for those of you that are going, you know what, I've got a bad habit. And I need to do better. 
and I need a way to get myself off this bad habit. So one way to do that is to take what you're enjoying and take it instead of being a bad habit to turn it into actually something that is not bad. Uh, instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. So, and, and you get it, instead of bad, fume is actually good. It's a habit that you're actually free to enjoy, uh, replacing the bad habit and making that much easier. You're still getting to enjoy the fidgeting, you're enjoying uh, this, this habit, but it's not all the harmful stuff that, uh, that you had uh, have been removed. And you can still use it for de-stressing, you can use it for anxiety and, and break that habit. So uh, stop Something like this is not always easy because it's hard, but switching to fume is actually very easy. So it's also enjoyable and it's fun. And fume has over 100,000 customers now and thousands of success stories that you can see for yourself. Uh, and there's no reason they can't help you. So why don't you uh, help fume as they try to uh, accelerate humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today? Try Fume. Now remember, Fume is F-U-M. Tryfume.com. Use the code RickBub and save 10% when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com. Use the code RickBubba. Put our names together. Save an additional 10% off your order today. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Letters from the audience. Bubba, it's our third installment on this series, and we continue with your letters and hopefully getting you the answers. Rick, this uh, email comes from John Clemens and says, Guys, I've listened um, almost all 30 years since pre-Bubba. At best, uh, uh, I would uh, catch various characters on the show. said, I remember Mark the Hammer Bass. Oh, yes. My question is, whatever became of Mark Bass? He had great pipes. Yes. And I remember you talking about his head bouncing around mm. when you tried to pull his car out of the snow. Mm, mm, mm. I hung on every word when that story was told originally. I bet you did. Uh, John, thank you for that memory. Mm. Um, <laughs> one of the more vivid days in yeah. my adult life. Wow. Um, wow, no, wow. Mark the Hammer Bass was uh, our general manager when we first started doing the show together full time. And Mark is uh, will forever be known as the man who watered the seeds of the Rick and Bubba show. No question. He was a master guerrilla marketer. Cutting edge. And we learned a lot from him. We have a lot to be thankful for, for Mark Bass lighting the fuse on this rocket. No doubt. If Mark Bass had not been placed in our life, I don't think we're sitting here right now. I don't think we ever got a chance to do it. Because he was willing to try something new when many people weren't. Yeah, shake the leaves. When, it, when, when we walked into him and we proposed that uh, we would now take the engineer of the station <laughs> and make him co-host of the morning show, um, you know, it, 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 it took some convincing, but I will give him credit because he says, let's try it. What am I supposed to do about an engineer? And we, we said, we, we'll, we'll try to help you with that. What he taught us about guerrilla marketing, to Bubba's point, is 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 irreplaceable. I mean... He really taught us that you go after those that, 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 that you're fighting for advertising dollars and ratings. Right. And, and you have to do things that they are not willing to do or can't do. You must show the audience why you're the better choice. And um, now, it, it was very Bobby Knight-like. I mean, God rest Bobby Knight's soul as we've uh, – you know, he, he, he's gone on in this week. Uh, meaning that to, 
to not be in good standing with the hammer was not good. But tried to avoid that. You try to avoid yeah. that, but knowing that that was the case, uh, then you know he he was very motivational, and he yeah. he and he was also very encouraging when when things are going the way that he thought was headed in the right direction, and the fact that so keep in mind when you have somebody whose authority you fear like that, and then go to the story that John is referencing. Some of you don't know this story, uh, but Bubba and I were trying. We were trying so hard in Bubba's Grand Cherokee to pull Mark Bass and his car out of being stuck in the snow. (laughs) Yeah. And it didn't go well. I don't mean to laugh. And it didn't go well. No, it went, went, Rick, it went bad. It went probably as bad as it could go. Four-wheel drive is meaningless if all four wheels are on ice. Yep, yep, still slick. It's just Mm four-wheel spinning versus versus two. And we chained him to Bubba's Cherokee, and we thought we could get up the hill with him. We we felt pretty confident about that. Mm Mm-hmm. So keep in mind, this is a guy you don't want to be on the bad side of. And this was a car that mm-hmm. that Mark was very proud of. He, he had told us several he times was. it had not been wrecked. He sure did. Yeah. Of course, that record ended. Yeah. That's, yeah. That streak ended yeah. because it, yeah. it got away from us and Bubba's. Well, we were going up the hill yeah. fine. We yeah. almost made it. Sure. And then all, mm. air, all four wheels cut loose, Rick. Mm. And then we went sliding down the hill, mm-hmm. uh, picking up speed as we were mm-hmm. going. Yep. We passed Mark in his car that had not been wrecked. We did. And I, I remember thinking, well, this is not good uh, mm-hmm. on this hill. And uh, then we jerked Mark around in his mm. car Mm-mm. and started Such to proceed down the hill Such at a, a rather violent. rapid speed. What a jerk, too. Man. All of us mm. out of control. Yeah. And uh, mm. it was, uh, we ended up stopping uh, in a snow drift and we then did. basically slinging him like you would a skier just up, you know how you'll sometimes sling a skier toward the bank yeah, yeah. uh right into another vehicle and it was uh, wide open it, it it was it was one of those mornings that everything was going you know it looked like good it and then all turn. of a sudden it just went really bad i'd, I'd never turn. really even considered yeah. that that kind of thing could happen pulling yeah. somebody out but no, I, I do now. No, because I've seen it. No, yeah. no, no. And I can still see us because you know, he was not a he was not a big man. Right. He was very lean, very thin, uh, and just seeing his body just. Yeah, it was. A, it, was a, it was an abrupt stop. Right. He was. Yeah. He was not a. He was not like. He was not into a, that big truck. Not a man yeah. of girth. Yeah. And it was a truck we slung him into. Yeah. As well. well I remember I, the car tag shooting up in the air. I remember him having to climb out of the vehicle like a you know NASCAR driver. Right. Because right. his door wouldn't open and. And, mm. I, and I just not remember, good. No, not good, and Rick. I remember him saying, "I guess that didn't go well." Remember no, that? no, yeah. I, I, that was probably the understatement of, right. of that of that time together. And I remember you and uh, I thinking, "Have you planned what we're going to do now that he <clears throat> after he fires us today?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was beginning to wonder what yeah, because, how am I going to make yeah payroll? Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, Thanks for bringing uh, that up. Yeah, uh, uh, but Mark. we we enjoyed our time with we Mark, did. and last I heard. He was managing a station in Chattanooga. Correct. That's the last update I right. have from the Hammer as well. Right. So. And um, so, so in, and Hammer he, time. And he did put us on his affiliate for a very short period of time because, as could be the experience, if the Hammer did not think the show was going in the right direction, he would make a decision. Yes, he would. And he would yes. cull it. But I love him for that, and I'll always be thankful for Mark the Hammer Bass, yep. and I wish him nothing but good He's things. a critical link in the chain of events that brought us to this very podcast today. Kind of, kind of playing off that. Um, this one comes from Tony. 
Uh, Tony says, uh, I'm going back 20-plus years. Uh, I want to know what was going through your minds when you learned that the Rick and Bubba show was going to be nationally syndicated across the country. I'm sure you were excited, but did you have any reservations about um, what fears, if any, did you have? Any reservations, any fears uh, about going from being the local show to a nationally syndicated show? And and I will say for me, that's actually was exciting to me. I I don't want to word this the wrong way because I, I mean I love all the different steps that we went to, but I I think Bubba was always so good with the company of keeping us kind of ahead of technology. And one of the things Bubba had noticed, and 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 we both begin to agree, is that if we don't get in the syndication business, we're going to get replaced by it. I remember that right. that being your exact <clears throat> quote. Yep. And, and we began to talk to the company that had the rights to the show, and we tried various ways to do it. And um, But no, syndication for for me, I'll just say me, and I, I'm, I'm assuming, Bubba, you're the same way, but um, I love local radio. I certainly do. But if I didn't feel us moving into that arena, I would have felt like we weren't moving forward. Well, being the engineer at the time, and and for our AM station in mm-hmm. Gadsden, which was Big Wax mm-hmm. five seventy, yes, um, we had an automation system there, and we had upgraded that, and we maybe had one or two syndicated shows on the weekend, mm-hmm. and it seemed like at one point there was an explosion, mm-hmm. and you know I was getting. Uh, request from from management and, and the hammer to put in equipment to pick up this show and now this show oh, yeah. and that and i told rick i said it's clear this how this is going we all were familiar with tom joiner yep who physically flew between chicago and dallas unbelievable because the technology to to get a quality signal at a at a at a cost they could do uh, was not there, even in these big markets. I you mean, realize, you, you realize there was a time you yes, had to get on an – it was yes. cheaper to get on an airplane yes. and fly to another city. So we did mornings in one city, afternoon in the other. I'm imagining – I don't mean to interrupt you, but I'm imagining what this audience must be going through right now because you and I know that happened. Right. I bet they're saying, I can't be hearing this right. right. Are you telling me that Tom Joyner, instead of being in one location, syndicated to where whoever wanted to carry him – he literally had to leave the morning drive slot, get on a plane, drive, I forget which one was which, to the right. other big market in order to do the afternoon drive slot. Yeah, it was, it there was, was no Chicago, ability. Yeah, that, yeah. Yo, those two cities are right. I, yeah. don't, I don't remember which right. one was morning, which one was right. afternoon. But that that's how that had to operate, if you can believe that. And when the technology become of, and, and plus it limited you to only two stations. Right. When yeah. that technology became available that he could, through satellite, send that signal to the other market and do, you know, multiple stations at one time. Rick and I had that discussion and we actually started out with Tuscaloosa and then Huntsville. So it wasn't like we had a widespread rollout. Hey guys, we're going on a hundred stations today. Uh, Time to get nervous. We kind of walked into those early on because we didn't have the ability and we didn't have the, uh, you know, the, the show didn't generate the money to, to dictate the satellite at the time. 
And it's, it, it just kind of evolved over time. So there wasn't a one morning, hey, you know, you see this on the, on the TV shows a lot, even like with Frazier. Yep. Oh, you're going national, so you're going to have this big rollout. Talk radio it, had that, remember yeah, that? It yeah, was a, it, was a, it was more of a slow progression in our case. So there wasn't anything to really get nervous about, but we enjoyed it, and, and it just brought in a bigger listener base, and yeah. there was more great phone calls and more people to interact with. And it just, I, I felt like it made the show better all every step. I agree. Much more excitement than fear. No doubt about it. We'll be back. We'll finish up this edition of Letters from the Audience when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues right after this. All right. So sometimes you have a a little trouble sleeping, and and I want to introduce you to Beam Dream Powder because, look, as I'm getting older, I'm noticing too, and Sherry has the same thing. We're we're not sleeping as easily as we once did. I don't know why that comes with age, but uh, it seems to. Uh, But anyway, uh, this is a product that we love. Uh, You know, poor sleep uh, can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, lower productivity. Uh, I know in our house, we're really making getting sleep a priority for all those reasons. And if you're sleeping less than six to seven hours per night, then that's going to also be linked to a reduction in white blood cell counts. Uh, And of course that protects the body against illness and disease and fighting viruses, bacteria, and more. You've heard us say this so many times, sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance. And so if you're looking for something that may be able to help, I want to, to point you to Beam's best-selling Dream Powder. Uh, take advantage of the biggest sale that's going on right now. I'm talking about you just take this and this Dream Powder. It's like a healthy hot cocoa that helps you sleep. And I'm all about hot chocolate. So this is simple. And we just, Sherry and I will drink these uh, before you go to bed. If you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, Take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get up to 50% off for a limited time. Just go to shopbeam.com slash Rick Bubba, okay? Uh, that's shop, right? You won't shop to be there, S-H-O-P. Shop and then B-E-A-M.com slash Rick Bubba. Get up to 50% off on this uh, product that I know you're going to love. Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, we've got, you know, a few minutes that we can get maybe one or two letters, according to how long the answer is, on letters from the audience. Uh, Rick, we got one here from Joseph Kilpatrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, I've been listening since 2000. Love the show. Uh, refuse how you, uh, I love how you refuse to let goobs dictate how you format your show. Uh, and the question is, uh, how many listeners do you think you have lost or gained because of your Christian presentation on the show. God bless you, too, and the rest of the team keeps shining his light. Uh, you know, I, I don't know that there's any way to uh, to correlate that exactly. Um, I, I would say that, uh, you know, just from a business standpoint, we've talked about it before, the fact that the show is not a genre um, we, we do a lot of different things. I, I, I lovingly call it back porch radio right? because you discuss the same things you do on the back porch. Sure. The fact that we're not just a news talk or a sports or a Christian talk show or, a, you know, top 40 or a zoo or whatever has made it fun for us over the years so that we have the longevity to do it. And let's be honest, 30 years now, not a lot of people stuck with it that long, even no. the real good ones. No. Um, and it, it's limited us, I think, with a lot of stations because some stations are formatted. They want this. They want a sports sure. show or they want a news talk or they want this. 
and they don't like the fact that we vary in and out of all of those. Right. I would say that from a Christian standpoint, I don't know. I can't give you any kind of numbers on that. I don't have any data to back it up. But I think, and I know Rick agrees, we we just know that that's what we are and what we need to do, and we're just going to have to do that no matter what the consequences. Correct. And that's right out of, right out of Scripture. I'll give you something that might help this particular email, Joseph. Uh, I remember, and you remember this. Now, this is only one station, but uh, that that did some did a survey on the show, and they do this from time to time, just kind of see where you stand. And and they actually used a pretty big sample. And when they came back, and they were talking about some things on the show and all that, and I remember asking them specifically. I said, "Did you get any blowback on the fact that we're pretty open about our faith, and it's it's not a mild thing? So like you said, it's not the entire show every day." And the quote that was, "No, not not one person." And 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 when I asked why. Uh, this is what it said, and and I hope this is the case. We are unapologetic about being followers of Christ, and that's right out of Scripture. We're we're not supposed to be. However, we we do say, like uh, I say this all the time, if the show could be put under one area of Scripture, it would be Paul writing to the church at Corinth. I think it's chapter 9. I could be off, where he is saying, look, I will try to be strategic about how I'm going to reach people. If I'm hanging around a bunch of Jewish people, I'm not going to be telling them that under the new covenant we can eat pork now because that's going to bother them. So I'm going to act like I'm one of them. And then when I'm with the Gentiles, who I'm not going to be pointing out to them what they shouldn't be eating and shouldn't be doing, he said, I'm going to kind of blend in and I'm going to, I'm paraphrasing, I'm going to earn the right to share the gospel. I'm going to be strategic about it so that I might reach more people. And that is the way this show is done. And it seems to be resonating that even those who may not believe what we believe, they they see that we're willing to earn the right to share our beliefs. We're not coming on and, and beating you over the head with it. We're entertaining you. Hopefully, we're talking about stuff that's somewhat interesting. And then because of that, that relationship we've already established with you, the audience, we now have earned the right to say, you know this is the center of who we are, and it changed our lives, and it would change yours too. And, uh, and then we, you know, you can use it to also, we do a pretty good job of saying, if you want to know more details, veer off into like the Wednesday Bible study. Right. If you want to know more details, come here or speak somewhere or call us or let's email. So, um, how, how it, I would say that probably just from comments that we get, we probably have more people that have been drawn to the show because of it than have walked away because of it. That would be my just very unscientific. I would hope so, but yeah. you just, you know, you never, we don't, we don't have a, we don't have a sheet with numbers yeah. on it, but I kind of feel that way too. Yeah. Now advertisers, you know, I, I commend the ones that stay with us. Uh, there have been some over the years. It was like, uh, wow, this is a little more, um, uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, that I'm comfortable with that. Do I think we could probably have more advertisers than we do? Probably. Yes. Do to Bubba's point, the affiliate problem is, it might not be that one topic, but it's more what Bubba said. They're saying you, 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 you're confusing us. Be something so we know what stations to put you on because radio now wants to be very formatted, and our show's not very formatted. Right. So that does hurt us, I think, in growing on that side. But with that all the, the streaming lack options, of yeah, professionalism, that that in the general lack of professionalism, <laughs> uh, we only have about uh, two minutes. So I will get this quick update. Have you heard anything from Nopi? This is from Anna. Uh, the real Nopi. I remember thinking, uh, you know, how quickly this became a comedy bit. But did you ever hear from the owner? Did they ever find this dog named Nopi? 
Well, I don't think so. I haven't heard an uh, update. I, I have not. And uh, the the lady called in. She was very worried about her dog. She and, was. Uh, you know, the bit kind of got legs. And, well, it did. You know, and Speedy called in as the dog. And, you know, we still continue that to this day. But um, so I... <laughs> Yeah, I, that, I don't know that they took it with as much humor as we did, and uh, that one we may have pushed the edge a little bit. Right, but yeah, uh, I we guess have we, not. And and if the owner is out there, I would love to hear how Nopi is doing. So really, back to the caller about us talking about our faith. That probably hasn't run off as many people as someone being serious trying to find their dog and us make a comedy bit of it. Right, that probably is that'll do. That'll do. That one right there. That'll do. That will do it, and yep. also. Uh, as we have talked about in the past, if you take their beloved pet and actually harm it in some way, like it happened when the woman thought she would show Bubba her pet snake. But that's an old well, story. Well, don't stick that in my and face. And there's, there's no, right, there's no need to when go When I back. think it's going to be cupcakes, don't put a there snake in my no face. There is no need to go back and, and revisit that. So uh, so anyway, hopefully we answered most of the questions. Uh, you know, we, we, we hit uh, a good bit. I thought we got yeah. a good bit in. Yeah. The good news is if you have emailed us, uh, speedy at rickandbubba.com or to us as individuals. But if you want to try to get it on the podcast, go to speedy at rickandbubba.com. If we didn't get to your letter but you know you sent one, we have it. Speedy has saved them. And maybe yours will show up on uh, the next session of letters from the audience. And if you would like to have an opportunity to have your letter considered on Rick and Bubba university, the podcast, when we do letters from the audience, just go ahead and send that to speedy at Rick and And if you'd like to have this really cool sweatshirt I'm wearing Rick and Bubba university, uh, it's available by going to our store at Rick and Just click on the store. So Bubba enjoyed it. You too, man. Thank you audience for sending us those letters. And thanks to each and every one of you for joining us on this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast.